whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brandon, it's been a long time since I actually used that intro. Yeah, it has been because we have been ripping up that uh, whiskey advent calendar, but now we're... We're back uh, on track. We're, we're past Christmas, Santa Claus has come, and uh, we're back in... I would say ordinary time, but we still have uh, New Year's kinda, Eve. New Year's Eve kinda, coming, yeah, there, right? I it's mean, it's kind of the lull between Christmas and New Year's. You're not doing shit at work. You're kind of just like you're literally, just, yeah. You're watching the clock. You're waiting for. Yeah. See, it's crazy for it's crazy for us down here though. I'll, I will tell you. I'll, I'll just soapbox rant for two seconds. So typically, you're right. Between Christmas and New Year's, when they land. You go out, you do your thing on Christmas, your family, and then you just literally, you wait those seven days, six days for New Year's Eve to come around, and then you go out and you do it big again. But in between that, you're kind of like, oh, I want to save my money, I don't want to party too much, I don't want to drink too much, because I know New Year's is coming up, it's going to be crazy. Well, Louisiana got a third holiday this year, because LSU is playing on the 28th in a playoff game. Oh, that's right. We're undefeated, so we have... Christmas Eve on Tuesday, Christmas on Wednesday, playoff game on, you know, on Saturday, and then we do it again on Tuesday for New Year's Eve. So you know, we're you know this just, is setting up. You know this is setting up uh, LSU versus Ohio State, right? I, I would, I would love it because you know that is what the writers want, right? They want, I Joe, want that. They want Joe Burrow to play Ohio Ohio State. I want it because look, I my dad went to Ohio State. I grew up rooting for Ohio State. I, I don't follow college football as much as like you do. Like you are born and bred purple and gold. Oh, I know that. To the Death day, Valley day. through and through. I, I wear purple and doesn't matter. I mean, I, you know, purple is, is a, down here. Purple is a man's color. And it, you know what? It's funny. Like I'm not overly scarlet and gray, but I I've been through Columbus. I've been to the shoe, and when when the tuba player dots the eye, you get. You get fired up. You're ready to run through a brick wall. So yeah. that should be a fun game. And I, you know, and I think that this year it's even it's even bigger because it's absolutely set up to be that way. And I mean, Joe Burrow being Ohio State, Ohio Ohio I, native. Yep. Went to Ohio I, State, left Ohio State, mm-hmm. transferred to LSU, and has now won the Heisman at LSU, gone undefeated at LSU. He's going to go play. Uh, you know, play you know play Ohio State. Hopefully, in a national championship game in the Superdome in Louisiana. Um, it, I don't think you could you couldn't write a better. Do you know when the uh, the last time the Buckeyes won the national championship was in the Superdome? 
was in the Superdome. Well, yep. I mean, they, they, in the Sugar they, Bowl. You know, the last time LSU won the national championship, Superdome. You know, when the last time they won it before that, Superdome. Yep. <laughs> you know, the last time <laughs> they lost it, <laughs> Superdome. Superdome. The, so, if that holds up, it should be a fun series. But tonight, look, it is December. It's cold. Uh, we talked about being rye month for December. Yes. Uh, we drank some rye. Uh, we drank that maple cask rye on a show pour earlier this year, or earlier this month. But uh, this is this seems perfect. So this is an annual release from High West Distillery in Park City, Utah, and it's a Midwinter's Night's Dream. And yeah. what they what they do here is every what around August actually is when it starts to come out. August, September, October is when you start to find it in stores. Um, what they do is they take their High West Rendezvous Rye, which is a, a which is an MGP product, and they blend it and then they finish it in French oak port barrels. So a French port gets treated to this finishing. Um, we've talked a lot about port whiskey finishes, and Brent, you love them. Absolutely. And I, I do too. I mean, 1792 uh, port finished. Um, the Isaac Bowman, which you turned me on to and I really enjoy. I've gone through two bottles in the last year and a half on that one just because you recommended it and I said, let me give it a shot and it's really, really good, people. So this is um, Act, we got Act 7 here. So this year's uh, limited engagement. They do, basically it's a little tribute to, uh, to Shakespeare here and they do Act. So the Act is the year that they've been doing it. So this is year seven. They've been doing it since, what, 2012? Um, we have a couple bottles in the back. We're going to save those for later. Maybe kind of test out whether this varies from year to year. But we're going to start with a seven and see what it, see what it gets us. Yeah, and it's, it kind of um, it, it leads you to believe that it doesn't necessarily vary from year to year because if you look at other products that come out every year that are kind of rare and change, you notice differences in... Uh, proofing, you know, there's differences in age statement, um, but but with the Midnight Winter's Dram, um, you don't see you don't see that. You see uh, same cost, same proof, same, same same labels, you know, same labels, just a little bit of the you know the change, but uh, you know it does. It, it, well, I don't know. I don't know if much changed. It tells you it's 49.3 ABV. Every year, so 98.6 proof every year. Every year it's telling you it is um, a blend of that MGP, which is the um, the rendezvous, the 95% rye, 5% uh, malted barley from MGP, and a blend of 80% rye, 20% malted bar- malted rye from High West. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the unique thing. It's it's 80% rye, 20% malt rye um, in that second yeah. blend. Um, so, so the, the so the two blends are basically ninety five percent rye with a five percent malted barley, and then an a hundred percent rye, but the ryes are kind of varied. It's it's straight rye and then malted rye. Correct. So I, I think this is probably the highest rye whiskey I've ever had. I don't think I've ever had a one hundred percent rye. Well, I guess it's not necessarily a hundred, right? So well, it's, right. It's uh, it's damn near close. It's like ninety nine percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So um, let's let's go ahead and pour this. Let's. let's so you're pouring. So you're pouring this year's the yeah, seven. The, the seven. Seven. Great bottle, by the way. It's it's High West classic bottle. Um, it's got their embossed logo on the front. 
Uh, it's kind of got bubbles, like it's um, uh, antiqued a little bit. It's got like uh, air bubbles inside the glass. Mm -hmm. They give it that old west feel. And I love I, this this label. Yeah, I love the label. It's basically a beige label with brown lettering, uh, with some intricate designs on it. I will say, if you do buy a bottle of High West, register for their their like program, their um, loyalty program. Every year, you get a a mug. Like it's kind of like an Old West tin mug, and uh, I've had a couple of them now. It, they're they're great for coffee in the morning. They're also great for whiskey in the evening. Pretty cool. I need to do that. Yeah, it's like a cowboy mug. Definitely you can, you can do that on their web their website? Yep, you can do when you buy your bottle, you enter like a special code you get on the little tag that comes on it and uh, you you kind of register for their loyalty program. All right, some notes here. Let me get my, my book. Oh yeah, let me bust this out before we before we start. By the way, this is a fresh crack for us. We have we have not actually opened this bottle yet. No. I, I cracked it just for this. Yes. High West Act 7. So another another big myth that we, we don't know is that they actually have scenes with the act. Speakeasy Bottle 1 um, has Act 7. Mine says Scene 4, but there are other scenes. There are other Act yeah, there, 7s there are that other don't scenes, read. So so what the the scene the act refers to the year that they make it the scene refers to the different batches I think they go up to like six batches that they do each year um, and so it's kind of like a batch thing but honestly I think this is what lends me to believe that we are going to uh, have a consistent product year to year that doesn't change or at least okay. gets the flavor as close to each year as possible right Alright, on the nose. And you know what? It's it's weird. I don't smell the typical rye notes. Like I don't sp I don't smell over an overabundance of dill pickle or mm -mm. Mm -mm. eucalyptus. This has, got, this has got big dry fruit. Yeah, big plums. Orange. A little bit of orange zest. It's got Cinnamon Slight toast and yeah, oranges there, cinnamon's there. It's in it, but man, another thing too, it is clean. It just smells. It smells so good. Dates, like a a, a rich date, uh, and dates. I mean the the fruit that comes off a palm tree. Oh, not the kind you had in college. No, those were those were horrible. So many regrets on those. Regrets. Regrets. No regrets on this one, man. This nose is really good. It's it's rich. It's fruity. Mm -hmm. It's uh, spiced. I can see why this is a perfect midwinter's night's dram. This feels like it's gonna warm you up. All right, lean in. Wow. Definitely cinnamon. Definitely stewed. I mean, black cherries. Man, yeah, black cherry. And Black then, cherries, um, again, there's dark fruits, the figs, uh, dates, the plums really shine on the taste here, on the palate. 
There is a good spice to it. There is a really good spice on the finish. Not overly spicy, though. This one's going to take a few drinks. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. There's there's a lot of cherry on this one. This one's heavily cherry. What do you get on, what do you get on the palate here? I'm trying to re reboot my palate, but I mean... This one's definitely... I mean, it's definitely... It's refined. It's kind of like it's got. I mean, it's, I think it's got a little rice spice. It doesn't have those classic like dill and stuff you're talking about. But there's vanilla, there's caramel, dark fruit, cinnamon. It's very classic. It's almost more classic um, bourbon, but with yeah. a little bit more, but a little bit more spice, a little it's bit more, more cooking spice, kind of. It's more like a spiced bourbon. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you told me this was, if you just blind tasted, you know, blind put this in front of my face, said, taste this, tell me what, what you think is in this, I wouldn't have said this is rye. It doesn't have the rye, you know, the, the bitter, uh, minty, uh, dill rye notes that, that really spice up everything. This is a nice, fruity spice. It's like fruit cake with um, gingerbread. Gingerbread is the spice, and that is perfect for hmm. the winter. You taste that, a dude. Bit. If you could eat this with some gingerbread cookies <laughs> or drink this with gingerbread cookies, hmm. man, that's really good. On the finish, th there is that. Ginger note, the clove, the candy ginger. A little tiny bit of oak. Just a tiny bit. But I think the French port barrels really mellow out the fruitiness to it. Like they really give it a good fruit note. So I get that kind of, you said, you said gingerbread, but I do get mm -hmm. that kind of breading, but kind of more almost, almost Fig Newton. Yes. Just because of the dry fruit. Yeah, it's like that fruit and cake. Man, I love, I love Fig Newton. Fig Newton, too. They're so good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so the, the test, though, is... What? What did you say? Did you, did you give this a finish? I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I jumped ahead. Uh, and jumped I mean, back. really, really, the finish is just spiced, uh, spiced nuts, like, um, uh, spiced almonds. Um... A little bit of those dark fruits, the blackberries, plums, figs, a little tiny bit of oak. Um, I get a little bit of oak. It's pretty. It's pretty decent finish for forty. What is this? Forty nine. Forty nine point three. Little decent finish for it. Not overly long, but not overly short. Good medium finish. Spiced ginger as you kind of work through the finish. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can taste a little of that spice ginger as well. I mean, this one just, the, the crazy thing to me on this one is just that it definitely um, sits more in the realm of being a, of being a bourbon. It's not, but I think it's, man, I think it's because it's kind of crazy just as it's the blend. Um, 
I love the dry fruit. I love that cake kind of, uh, of taste. It's got just enough oak, just enough, just enough orange, which, you know, the, this would probably lend itself to a, a stellar Sazerac um, cocktail. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even like a rye old fashioned, just having like a little bit of that orange, a little bit of that dry fruit. Yeah, there is um, there is a nice tint of orange. This is this is one of the best ryes on the market, mm-hmm. um, and it is it's known as that. It's not a it's not something that we're trying to tell you. This is just if you just if you Google best ryes, this is this is gonna be gonna be right there. Oh no no, this um, is, this is absolutely one of my favorite rye whiskeys that I've had. Um, I, I don't normally drink rye neat. I would absolutely 100% recommend this oh, neat. Yeah. Don't add water to it. I think it's going to... I have a feeling that because the, the finish is not overly long, it's going to very, very mellow it out. So, uh, Brent, pour a little bit more of that from the bottle. And let's grab the... Uh, the... Ancient versions, and I say ancient because it's like year or two years old. And yeah. let's see if there's a difference between the two releases. So we've got a six and a five here. Let's see if there's any difference in the palette. Now, on the back of the bottle, they actually give you some notes to kind of um, to kind of go off of. They don't change from year to year, so that lends me to believe that this doesn't change from year to year. They kind of keep a consistent basis. Uh, their their notes are a proper Christmas plum pudding with mulling spices, dried fruits, and uh, creme anglaise, which, yeah. A proper Christmas plum pudding with lovely mulling spices. Yeah, that hadn't uh, has not changed. These still still render the same description. So, Scott, with that, I would probably before even tasting it, um, I would say that if I owned a company like High West, there's no way in hell I'd let my marketing department get away with that. If this changed from year right. to year, year to year, batch to batch. Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is gonna probably taste the same. I'm entrusting. I'm entrusting my master blender to nail this year after year, batch after batch. And the only reason that I'm putting numbers on it is just to keep track of bottling and and and. Yeah, uh, Brendan Coyle yeah. is the uh, the master distiller there, the master blender there. He's uh, he's been doing some really really good things. High West has won a ton of awards over the last couple of years. They have done really, really well. Between um, what's the, uh, what's the 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 Burr Rye, which yeah. is a blend of bourbon and Bo- rye whiskeys. Yeah, Yippikaye Campfire, which Burr Rye, Boo Rye, Yippikaye's. Yeah, that, that's another yeah. hard to find. Yeah, no, limited, he Brenda Coyle loves whiskey, and he is he is doing some fun things there, and nice to see them. Uh, them really, uh, really get get their hold on the American whiskey market. Okay, 
on the nose, literally have one glass in one hand and the other glass in the other. There is a slight difference. Yeah, say mine is too. There's a little tiny bit of difference. I, I feel like my older one has a little bit more of the rye spice. See, I think... So I, ha- I have the, the five. And I've got the six here. So seven is 2019. Mm-hmm. So that means... So I have a 2017. And I've got 2018. And uh, I There's think There's a little my, more vanilla on See, I think my the, 17 is way more floral. Yeah, it's definitely more floral. There's definitely more vanilla and more of like the rye notes. I also have way less ethanol in the older one. Now here, there is a, there is, Scott, there is a fable that says the longer it sits in the glass. Oh it, yes, it absolutely. Gets, it gets, if you've heard this term, umami from sitting in the glass. I believe it. So it just becomes a different palatable taste. It becomes a different nose solvent taste. It just becomes different by sitting in glass. I will say there is still, you can still taste or you can still smell the dried fruits, the plum pudding, and the dark fruits that come out. So after, after about... Five or six sniffs, they're, they're becoming very similar. Yeah. I think the seven, or the, the seven, the Act 7 from 2019, just has a little bit more earthy notes to it. Mm. I'm going in for a taste test. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, that shit is good, though, man. Whew. Right, seven. They're very similar on the on the palate. Rich dark fruits. Um, more cherry on the on the Act Seven, I would say, and more of like the dates, Christmas plums. I don't get any of the gingerbread. I get more oak on the Act Six. There is a difference. There is definitely a difference. Not overly noticeable. But there's definitely a difference. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to reset here. Hold on. Act 6 is, for me, for me at least, the older one is a little more mint on that finish. Yeah, there's definitely more rice spice and more more mint on Act 6 than Act 7. I didn't get any of the mint. I get more more of the like the spice ginger, cloves, baking spices. This is more minty. There there's a there's definitely a difference. Uh-oh. That totally debunked my thought. My my initial thought was these are going to be very similar, and there there are some similarities. The you know the dark fruits are very much prevalent in both. The uh, the spice notes they're still there, like there's clove, 
um, a little bit of ginger, but there is definitely a difference taste from year to year. Yep, I feel, you, a ma- I feel a massive, di- massive difference in my two. I think the 17 is more is more mellowed out. It's even it's even more mellowed, and it even looks maybe slightly darker. But uh, it's got less peppery rye spice um, and more just big lingering um, dried fruit and vanilla. I mean, man. That's interesting. But I am kind of glad I got both of them open because yeah. I, want to, I want other people to taste. I, I would love to share these with, with people when they come over for the winter. It, it, you know, it blows my mind. I honestly thought they were going to be very, very, very similar. Because um, these are no-age statements. They're blended. They are made to, literally made to mimic a flavor. And there is a subtle difference between the two. Like, for me, like, the, the finish on Act 6 gives kind of like a chocolate chip mint ice cream. Because it's kind of got like a creamy note and definitely more mint. There's way more mint on the 6 than the, the 7. And tasting them back to back, there's more rich fruit notes on the 7. I mean, the 7's very good. They're both very good. Oh, yeah. There's, like I said, these are best... Some of the best rise rise out there, and when you talk about things that are limited and hard hard to get, uh, I mean this is this is right up with this is right up with the best of them. I mean it's it's probably a little bit bigger production production, yeah, um, and probably not as highly sought after, but it's a once a year release, and you got to get it when you can get it. That's about a hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I paid like a hundred bucks for per bottle. Yeah, it's about hundred dollar bottle per bottle. Um, not terrible, but yeah. Scott, did you have so let's so we so we we both sitting on a, a twenty nineteen. What right would you give rating wise the twenty nineteen? Uh, it's gonna be high because I think it's very good. Like I I went back to my notes on the six which I've had before. I gave the six a ninety. Uh, because it's very good, and it, it, it's a good blend of rye spice with dark fruits. The seven, I think, has more of the dark fruits, more of the black cherries, more of the rich, flavorful. That port, so the port, the port finish comes out a lot more in the seven. I give this one a ninety-one, and that's really, really high for a rye whiskey for me, because I don't normally like rye. I think it's too spicy and too cinnamony. But these balance all of those flavors perfectly. I agree um, so much. That, I mean, I love that it has the port shining through. I love the plum, the dry fruit, mm-hmm. the fig, the kind of the fig Newton cakey ness to it, which is you know the cake is a flavor, but it's also I think it lends the cake in two dimensions because it lends the cake flavor, but it also lends that dryness you get from. I mean, if you if you cram a fig Newton in your mouth, it's gonna just dry your palate out. You know, you get some dryness from that, yeah. that cake, and it also has that two dimensional flavor where there's taste, but there's also kind of a feel. Um, I, I I love it. I think uh, it's got a great um, long finish with light oak spice, 
Um, and I give the 2019 a 93. Um, That's this wow. Is, this is probably a. Um, this is a to me. This is a high end rye that you would want to drink. And I don't even see. I think it would be awesome in some some cocktails. But I don't think I am. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm the caliber mixologist to go and fuck a cocktail up with. <laughs> or go and fuck this up in a cocktail. I would have yeah. to trust. I would have to trust the mixologist to do it right. Like and I've told the story before, but Sid and I have had Thomas Handy Sazerac's from the Sazerac bar where it you know like where the cocktail originated and, and still bears its name I don't think I would I don't think I would go and make a Sazerac in my kitchen uh, with Thomas Handy or Midnight Winners um, but I would do it from someone that I would trust that's made countless Sazeracs a day for however many you know possible years and could absolutely nail it um, I think it would it would be pretty awesome, but you don't have to put it in a cocktail to do it justice. Because drinking it neat, as a rye, neat, it's beautiful. But 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 I think this would make an excellent Manhattan, especially with some Luxardo cherries. Yeah, you have to have the Luxardos. Rendezvous rye. I mean, but man, they have some fantastic cocktails on this website. Oh yeah, no, these are these are like master mixologist cocktails. I mean a Sazerac with ounce and a half double rye, an ounce of rendezvous rye, half an ounce of simple syrup, three dashes of Peychaud's bitters, and a lemon peel garnish. Um, which is because I feel like a Sazerac is actually an orange peel garnish. Um, but whatever. But it's also crazy that they, they're doing a blend of an ounce and a half double and a one ounce rendezvous. So they feel like that combination is 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 where it's at. Um, and they also, so absinthe, so you have absinthe rinse, yeah. Absinthe rinse. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's some pretty cool cocktails in this, uh, in yeah. this lineup. I mean, Excellent. man, for one company to, to be able to claim that you with their products, you can make Old Fashioned, Manhattan, Whiskey Sour, Vucare, Sazerac, Boulevardier, Penicillin, Whiskey Collins, Mint Juleps, Whiskey Smash, I mean, Hottie Toddy, Lionsdale, Brown Derby, Moscow Mules, Modern Old Fashions. I mean, there's like, you just roll through this thing. It's like every classic cocktail you want, they have an inception of it using High West product. Yeah, and, and they really do a great job of doing anything from classic bourbons, rye. Uh, the Campfire one has like uh, Isla Scotch blended into bourbon and rye whiskeys that's not something you see on an everyday basis mm, no we have we i think we have a bottle of that we've got some cool cool shit yeah very cool so um if you've had uh high west mid midwinter's night's dram uh let us know what you think and let us know what your thoughts are because it's uh it, it was a it was a damn good bottle uh, absolutely this is a good. This is a good taste. This is one that I hope to have in a speakeasy all the time. Yeah, definitely. I, I think this is one I will pick up year to year and make sure I at least have whatever year's expression is. I I, I don't know if this is one you, that you, uh, you, you you kind of like uh, store away and hope to um, cash in on later on. This is this is basically. No a yearly release that you buy you drink for that year and you enjoy it and you move on to the next year and see what the next year brings 
I mean, unless... So, the, this is one of those ones where... See, here's the thing. It's never going to be a cash cow bottle. No. Unless you have, like, the first or last bottle that the current master distiller or blender did, and they, like, suddenly yeah. pass away. Kind of like a Macallan 1 or something like you know, Macallan Edition 1 or something mm-hmm. like that where the guy's just not going to be around anymore or whatever the case may be. Yeah, maybe. Someone new doing it. Yeah, maybe, but. No, not, this is. Uh, you know, not not going to be a, a big money, money. So I had two of them. You had two of them. Yep. We was like, you know what? Not gonna make money on holding into this. Might as well drink it, crack it open, see what it's all about. Now, this this is this is definitely one you share with friends around the holidays. You know, you have a holiday party. You gather with friends that that like to drink whiskey with you. Definitely pour this one out for him because this is a good. Uh, again, uh, this is a great whiskey that you're gonna drink during the winter time, and you're not going to want. You're not gonna want to drink this in the summertime. It's it's a little too uh, warming, a little too spicy. For a summertime dram, but I would definitely recommend uh, getting a bottle of this if you can find it. I I agree. I mean, where we're at, it's pretty highly sought after and kind of hard to get. It's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to know uh, somebody or be on a list. Um, but that's where you know this this time of the year is. You got to make sure you got the rapport built with your local, you know, your local yeah. A star liquor store. Yep. Talk, talk to them. Uh, let let them get to know you. You get to know them. And um, I've seen this on the shelves just randomly. And if you do, grab it, snatch it, and uh, head for the counter. This is a bottle that if I saw on the sh- if I saw on the shelf for ninety nine dollars, and there was six of them, I would buy them all. Yeah, no, this is definitely one you definitely buy up. You just you buy up because. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not a you buy up because you need six, but you buy up because you're gonna know you know someone or three that would love to have this for ninety nine bucks or below or somewhere around. Yeah, absolutely. Share this one. This one is yeah. is is definitely not to be hoarded. Uh, share share it with your friends. Uh, share share your notes on this on the BSEA Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast. Uh, we want to hear if you've got the Midwinter's Night's Dram for this year, last year, two years ago. Uh, I know um, um, my good friend from high school, Mark Hirsch, he just bottled down his, uh, I think, X6 of the Midwinter's Night's Dram. It's a really good bottle that you can... The nice thing is, you can buy this one winter, drink half of it, save it, cork it, and then replay it in the next winter, and then buy the next bottle. No doubt, no doubt about that. Yeah, so uh, Brant, uh, I've enjoyed Rye Month. It's it's been kind of an interesting flavor because we're not doing like, and and maybe maybe we'll get into the we'll get into the typical rye notes with the Rittenhouse Rye and the Willett Family Reserve Rye when we get to those. But these are fun. The, you know, the last one we did the uh, what was it? The Maple Cask Rye from Hudson Bourbon. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the, this midwinter size dram, these are both finished whiskeys. These are finished rye whiskeys. It's kind of fun to do these and see what, what the difference is between our typical rye notes that we get from uh, the usual Bullet Rye or Rittenhouse Rye or Willet Family Reserve Rye and uh, 
kind of kind of nice to see what we're going to get. So uh, look out for that episode. It's coming out soon. Uh, but for this short pour, Brant, if you came here to learn. Drink what you learn. If you came here to share. Share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger. May you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure. Drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Oh, no.